talking about him. Glory to God. He's perfect in all his ways. Amen. So here it says, there was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, in other words, he was, you know, well, it's self-explanatory. I guess he was taking a nap, or maybe it was at night, I don't know. Uh, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel. This appears to be at night. It's just the New King James reads it a little different than what I'm used to, but bear with me. And he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli. See, he thought Eli was calling him. Because he hadn't heard the voice of the Lord until now. He was a boy. Again, I don't know what age. He might have been a preteen, right, at that time. Or maybe a young teen. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And Eli said, I didn't call. Lie down again. And he went, lay down. And then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I didn't call my son. Lie down again. Uh, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Okay, he hadn't heard the voice of the Lord. He was ministering to the Lord. He was learning the ways of, of ministering to the Lord. Uh, he obviously had a heart for the Lord, but he hadn't heard his voice. You understand, these were not people that had the privilege you and I have of, 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 of the new birth, of salvation of having the Holy Spirit within them. This didn't happen until Jesus died on the cross and then was raised from the dead. So we're talking about Old Testament here. Now the Lord did, did manifest himself in different ways and uh, the, the mighty signs and wonders and miracles that, that were done. Um, but anyway, just explaining a little bit here. And... Um, so it's this the next verse, yes. And the Lord called Samuel again, the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you for you did call me. I mean, this time he said, Don't say you didn't, you old man. <laughs> you have called me, and this is the third time. <laughs> and you're denying it. And then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Um, yeah, and now verse 
10. I'll read verse 10. Now the Lord came and stood and called, as at as other time, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. I like how the Amplified says, uh, verse 10. Yeah, we'll stop right there. But if you would give me that verse 10 in the Amplified, it says, uh, speak, uh, something like, for I'm listening. I think, I think that's what it says. Uh, I have, yeah, what your servant is listening. So it says, the Lord came and stood and called, as other times, Samuel. Samuel, then Samuel answered, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So I, I like that, um, you know, because we can, we can hear sounds, but we might not be listening. I heard somebody not long ago ask somebody else, did you, did you hear what I said? And, and they answered, I heard what you said, but I had no intention of listening. <laughs> I heard what you said, but I had no intention of doing what you were going to tell me to do. <laughs> you know? Um, yes, how did you know that? Actually, it was a husband or wife. Okay. So, no, it wasn't us. <laughs> and I'm just, anyway, glory to God. <laughs> uh, how how many times maybe uh, people do that in conversation? Oh, you can talk. I want to hear the content of what you say, but uh, I'm not 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 wanting to listen. Uh, I don't want to really do what you're go are saying. Be obligated to what I'm hearing. <laughs> you know, we have to be. Um, aware and so cautious that we don't do that to the Lord. I heard what you said, but I have no intention of following through. Ooh, let us not do that. But you know that there are Christians that we can see the precious because they're all precious in God's sight that are not realizing that that is their attitude. I hear what you said, I read what you said, but whether I do it or follow it or not is optional to me. That's the attitude behind it, you know. Uh, we, don't want, we don't want to do that. Amen. And if we find ourselves doing it, we need to go and run and repent. Amen. Um, because I'm, because let me tell you, none of us are superior to having done that sometime. But if you realize it and you catch it, let's repent, run back to God. Amen. And some people say, well, that's why I'd rather not be in the Word too much, because then I, the more that I read, the more responsible I am. Well, you know what? There's not going to be that excuse before the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I like, my daddy really used to like that scripture in Romans where it, where it says, Man, you are 
inexcusable, inexcusable. We're without excuse. Woo! Okay, well, I went a little deeper than what I intended. But, you know, none of us are born, and even, I think, even born again, knowing how to respond correctly to the Lord. We need to be taught. And, and it's good to have examples, biblical examples, and examples of people uh, around us, amen, that can, that, that can uh, be a, a, a goal for us to, to pursue. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, to, to do what, what they're doing. The Apostle Paul was such a man to so many, and uh, he was a spiritual, uh, spiritually developed man and secure in his, in his uh, developed growth with God that he t- could go to the point of saying, you imitate me as I imitate Christ. Amen. Uh, children imitate their their parents, and and uh, so that there's such a responsibility as a parent, because you start seeing your children doing and saying things like you did. Now, of course, they learn from other people too. Uh, but um, uh, anyhow, um, some may wonder why God doesn't go ahead and and move for someone who isn't listening. See, we see in this example that God didn't didn't speak. You know, he then he started to talk to him. You can go and and read what it is that God told Samuel. Okay. But if we did that, then I wouldn't be able to get my message, my, the point of my message today. So you go ahead and you read it, and it's really interesting. Uh, uh, but notice that as long as Samuel did not respond correctly to the Lord, the Lord didn't speak to him. You know? And so um, God won't violate somebody's will. You see, we have to want to listen. We have to position ourselves to listen. And then he will speak. He, He won't push his word on you. He will not push his way on you. The devil pushes. God doesn't. You know, there's a lot of people today that, you know, too many, uh, in, by my estimation, that, that wonder where God has been in all of our uh, life uh, ministry. And even before we came here, a full-time ministry, many of you know that I helped my dad in ministry uh, for many years in, in Spain. And so you'd hear that. Where was God when this happened? Why did God let this happen? 
You know, a person that listens to the Lord, that that uh, has a walk of faith according to his word, doesn't ask those questions. Let me tell you, there's a time to ask why, but don't ask why to the Lord when he's already given you answers. We'll, we'll get there a little better. Let me not get a hold, a hold of myself. People, people hurt, you see, and, and then they'll question God. Many times, you see, what it is is the enemy giving them an excuse for continuing to walk the way they were walking, which was in at least partial rebellion to him. I know this is hard. Why do I have to say hard things? But it's best that we realize God is good, my Bible says, and the Bible is the truth. His mercy endures forever. Amen. And so, um, so that's how the enemy operates, pushing, imposing, but not God. Let's go to Isaiah 6, and we'll see another example, and then we'll go to the New Testament. Uh, in other words, we must be listening. We must be giving our attention to God, attention to his word, if we're going to receive more from him. Amen? And we get to do it. It's not a hard thing. Amen. We must take the time to listen to God. We're, we're too busy too many times with natural things. You know, doing these, accomplishing that, being thorough with getting these done or the other thing done. Uh, and, and I understand we have responsibilities, but, but the greatest thing in all of our life is to know him and to hear from him. A lot of tragedies, a lot of mishaps could have been avoided. I'm putting us all there if we had listened. Amen? Uh, but it's easy to blame God. It's easy instead of taking a personal responsibility I'm not saying personal blame, because the Lord doesn't want you to live in blame. We all have missed it, but we have the Lord to go to, and he cleanses us when we do, forgives us, takes us in, cradles us. Amen? But as a father that loves us, he needs to have the right to discipline us, too. Amen? We need to give that to to him, especially if we're people that were not so disciplined by our parents. I do feel um, I do feel for people that were not disciplined by their parents. Um, my husband was telling me when was it yesterday? You came and you hugged me, you hugged me, and then you kissed me, and you gave me a husband kiss, and you gave me a hug, and I said. He says, oh, before I forget. And I said, oh, did Jonathan call and tell you to do that? 
And then he gave me a husband kiss. I said, he didn't say to do that. <laughs> he says, no, I added that, he said. But <laughs> anyway, and he talked about, um, he was talking about some, no, no, just Jesse, those kids later on, yeah. And he talked about, um, you know, because he's in another state now, and, um, you know, doing some training. And um, so he's, he's talking to his, his family, um, FaceTime, praise God. Thank God for FaceTime, right? But anyway, this was on his, uh, as he was, I don't know, going to work or coming back or, or in between. And there were some, uh, some young men just not acting right. He, and he said, I wanted to get out of the car and punch them. But, of course, I didn't want to go to jail, he said. <laughs> so I didn't. But he said it was an example, he told his dad, of people that were never spanked. Yep. So, so don't shoot, shoot us. But I guess he, be, he continues <laughs> with believing in spanking. <laughs> You know, and of course you discipline by being an example to them with your own life, right? Uh, and and you gotta teach them some things, put things into into children. You want them to go the way that they should go. And how many of you know that 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 it means repetition? It's it's not that they're not intelligent. Children are super intelligent. Nowadays is like you think, whoa, <laughs> you know, many of them, but they just need the repetition, the enforcement, right? Uh, well, you know what? Let's not be hard on those that are growing up uh, physically, because how many of us need repetition from the Lord? Amen. Uh, so, praise God, there would be times that I would correct my children, and I would think, oh, Lord, I've done that to you. <laughs> so, I would realize, oof, yep, okay, Lord, I'm not doing that to you anymore. Isn't it true? Do, you, do any of your parents realize that? You're correcting your children, and the Lord is speaking to you. <laughs> praise God. So we must be listening, giving our attention to the Lord. Amen. Take time to listen to, to the Lord. It's not a bad idea to say, Lord, is there something that you've been wanting to talk to me about it and I have not paid attention to? Is there something in this area? Of my, you know, bring it all to the Lord. Bring it all. How about this area? What about this area? Don't take for granted. Do I need, do I need to adjust something in this area? What about here? But especially if you're being attacked in any area, that's the area to just bring it to the Lord all clear and say, Lord, what is it that I'm not listening to enough? Because 
It's not your will that I be going through this. Amen. And he and he'll he'll talk to you if you want to hear. He'll talk to you. Um, it's it's not that God isn't speaking. I know I'm repetitive, but we need to hear it. But many are not listening. You know, when we went to Spain, one day, and then I listened to it again on the way to Tulsa because it was part of that series that I was listening to again. It surprised me that it came out. I thought, well, I'll hear it again. Uh, I was listening mainly to Brother Hagen, but I, I listened some to um, Keith Moore and his wife, Phyllis Moore, had a message. And throughout the message, she kept repeating the same phrases over and over. And she kept saying, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. How many of you have heard her message maybe like that? I mean, she, she repeated that like about 15 times. So anything that steals, kills, and destroys, who does it come from? So look at what you're going through. If it steals, I'm not going to do like her, but she just kept, I mean, she made the point across. If it steals, kills, and destroys, where does it come from? What, who said this? Who said it? Jesus said it. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Are you experiencing anything in your life that is stealing? Whether it's health, joy, peace, finances, what else can be stolen? Anything that can be stolen. Pardon me? Property? Think about anything. Who is the stealer? Who is the thief? If something is being killed, who's behind it? If something's being destroyed, who's behind it? What about something that deteriorates? Health deteriorating. Who's behind that? Is that the Lord? Is that what the Lord intends for us? That same verse says, but I, meaning Jesus, have come to give you life and life more abundantly. The Amplified says to the full till it overflows. So if there's an area of your life where there's life abundant, where you're full and it's overflowing, who is manifesting in that area? Amen? So I, I uh, come back to this. I could could repeat it that many times, just that I was thinking about that. There, she she made me chuckle. I would be I would be smiling. People would be 
walking up and down as I was walking barefoot at the uh, edge of the beach, up and down, and you know, I would go, I would go like, what, for an hour. Oh, it was more than that, because I went to that rock. It didn't take me an hour to walk a mile. <laughs> Try it. Uh, but anyway, um, I would chuckle because she just kept repeating it, but made the point across. Amen. So repetition is important. It's important. So it's not that God is not speaking. I'm repeating again, but it is that if, if we lack wisdom, the Bible says, what does it say? Ask a God who won't keep it from you. He'll give it to you liberally, abundantly. Amen? But you see, you have to, you have to spend time to, to train to hear his voice. And you have to be ready to hear, not necessarily what you think he's going to say. It's not necessarily a prepackaged message, but be open. And what he will tell you will line up with the word. Amen? Or it's not him. <laughs> so, so um, not hearing what God has to say to us causes us to miss the mark. Amen? There's, there's the law of cause and effect. And it applies to so many things in our lives. Amen? Um, it, yeah, I, I, I won't go there. Let's go to Scripture. Isaiah 6. Let's go to Scripture because I didn't want to keep you too, too long today. Isaiah 6, verse 8 and 9. Um... So this is another uh, case here where um, it's Isaiah is saying, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Meaning for us, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. <laughs> then I said, that's Isaiah saying, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go. And tell these people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Um, you have to read the whole thing to understand what he's saying to them. There were people, see, that in that state, I'm hearing, but I don't really want to know what you're saying. I'm seeing this, but I don't really, I don't want to get involved. When I get involved too deeply with with what God is wanting me to do, so so we don't know uh, if you go back to verse eight, um, it would 
it would imply that that the voice of the Lord had been saying that, the Lord had been saying that, but Isaiah was the only one that heard. The only one that listened, that is. The only one that responded, because we're talking about responding, the only one that responded correctly to the Lord. The Lord was looking for someone that he could send, and no one was responding. But Isaiah said, I am here, send me. So Isaiah heard what others didn't because they were not listening. You know, sometimes you can hear some ministers, like right now some of us are, I've not heard the whole thing, but I picked up here and there, and I intend to go back and pick up more of the messages that are being, uh, transpiring at the uh, Southwest Believers um, in Fort Worth, you know, the meeting there in Fort Worth. And oh my God. Goodness, they're fired up, and it's so good. And you hear somebody, you know, you um, oh, just pick one of them, you know, and uh, and you think, where did they get that? Uh, uh, we're not saying that, but somebody could say, why are they saying that? Well, because they were listening. They were listening. And they took the word of the Lord. And they've been chewing on it. And digesting it. And proclaiming it to themselves and to others. And putting and, and sinking their teeth there some more. And they're, they're, be, they're full of faith about it. You know, glory to God. You know, Keith Moore was saying, yeah, well, and I could tell you about, you know, others. Um, Bill Winston was fired up, and um, and so was Brother Jerry, and, and, you know, and, and just that, that name them. Um, and, but it's just something. Just, Keith Moore was saying, the scripture, Jesus said it. Nothing is impossible to him that believes. So what are we going to do with those words of Jesus? Are we going to listen to them and believe them? Or are we going to say, well, did the Lord really mean to say that? You see, the devil will, ha will come with the wrong questions at the wrong time. Wrong questions give birth to unbelief. Amen? And that is what, that's what happened in Genesis when the serpent came to Eve, right? And, asked, and put the question in her mind. Did God really say that? You see? And so we have people today... You know, we have the, the church divided. I'm not saying our local church. But, uh, but, you know, we're not the only branch of the church. But you have the church divided, you see. 
because you have those that are saying, well, healing is not for all. If it were so, so and so would have been healed. The church is divided. Some are saying, I mean, I'm hearing things. Lovely people that are loving the Lord as much as they would with all their heart, it would seem. But they're saying, you know, God didn't answer me. He didn't answer my prayer. He didn't answer so-and-so's prayer, so God doesn't answer all the prayers. And you know what? They are causing some that at one time would have rejected that and spewed it out of their mouth to now embrace it. I'm saying that to caution you, to caution us, God has not changed. Don't hear another message. What are you going to do with the scripture? By his stripes we were healed. You see, wrong questions, wrong questions give birth to unbelief. If we question God's word, he's hindered from bringing his plan to pass. When you're seeking to know God's plan for your future, you know, then you may ask him questions to get, to get clarity. Lord, do you want me to do this? Or do you want me to do that? Do you want me to go there? Is it your will for me to, you know, to do this? To be in this relationship? Or to go, you know, uh, you want me to, you know, there was a day I had to ask the Lord, do you really want me to marry Jermaine? <laughs> and leave my family and my country and my education and don't get so quiet <laughs> but um, I did and I prayed I left, he, left him handi- hanging for two weeks that I spent uh, uh, you know when he proposed to me that I spent uh, praying, because it was not slight decision, you know, at least not for me, it may have been, you know, I mean, he was good looking and everything, but it was a lifetime decision, you know. So it's okay to ask about that, you know, and other things, Lord, do you want me to study these or that? or? Um, I, I ask Lord questions like that, but you know what? Never question anything that has to do with your redemption rights. Amen. Healing, peace, joy, provision, freedom from fear. And we could go on and on. Things that belong to you because of the price that Jesus paid to purchase your redemption. From anything, again, that steals, kills, or destroys. Amen.
These are the things that you must never question. If you're questioning, you see, people are questioning them, is that they're not in the Word. And by being in the Word, I mean in fellowship with the Lord. Because you don't read the Word like you read any other book. It's a living, it's a living Word. And you're fellowshipping with Him as you read it. Amen. And so, so you see there what, what He accomplished for you. And I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And if I miss it, I miss it. God didn't miss it. God didn't lie. And if I miss it, I have an advocate with the Father. I have the Lord Jesus Christ, the advocate, and the Holy Spirit, the advocate. And he's going to show me how to correct it and get back in my place and obtain what is mine in Christ. Amen. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down the stream down the stream because people are being attacked. You know, people get discour- discouraged because people are being attacked. They think they're gonna be the next. They think God has a big flat um <laughs> what? How do you call those things? Yeah, a fly swatter. A big fly swatter. No! So be careful who you hang around. Be careful what you're listening to. Jesus said, be careful what you hear. You're either hearing the truth of the Word of God or you're hearing a watered-down gospel full of unbelief and doubt and fear in it. When the Lord has delivered us from the bondage of fear. Amen? And so... We, we, we need to be aware of these because there's a lot of there. I mean, Pastor Jim has told us throughout the years, don't just listen to just anybody in Christian radio or Christian television or, or Christian Instagram or can, uh, Christian Facebook or whatever. If it's not feeding your faith, Turn it off. If it's putting doubt, if it's making you go with your feelings and with your failures, and but yeah, after all, I've been believing God for this and it hasn't happened. I liked, uh, I heard uh, Jerry Savilla a little bit today, and he was saying, you know what, I, are you tired of standing? He, he said, when you stand, what are you supposed to do? Keep standing. He says, and you don't ask for how long. <laughs> you just stand. Because he said, stand, therefore. 
Amen? So, so the last thing you heard from God, you keep doing. You don't let them believe. I mean, I tell you, I don't like, I wouldn't want to be married with a man that would, of that kind. Excuse me, but I said it. I like it that if he hears anything that sounds not 100% faith, he corrects me right away. Amen. Like what he, uh, that scripture that he brought to us Sunday, when the Son of Man co comes back to earth, will he find faith on the earth? You see, it's normal. And I say this with, with compassion, but it's normal to, to, to be full of unbelief. Don't insult my God saying he doesn't answer prayer. You may not know how to receive. It may be too big for you at that point to, to believe that big of a thing. But, but don't say that God didn't want to give it to you. Because the Bible says nothing. And what, what is left after nothing? Nothing. Nothing is impossible to him or her that believes. So are you telling me that now we're going to believe something different than what Jesus said just because that's what we are going through? And most of every precious person we know is going through that too. And so now we're going to modify the scripture. Well, the devil offers questions, but God offers answers if we will ask the right questions. That we don't want to ask the wrong questions. I was even in prayer today with, with others, and I was reminded of that scripture with that uh, father asked Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. But I thought, you know, for me today to tell the Lord, help my unbelief would be an insult. That man was not saved yet. That man had not been born again. We need to be careful to not let religious worthing be accepted by our yet not totally renewed minds. Because what else does the Lord have to tell us? We're really, we're really showing that we're not in the Word. I'm not putting us down. I'm not putting us down. But to say, help my unbelief, is to say, I have not been diligently putting the word of God in my heart. Because <laughs> when I put the word in my heart, faith comes. And faith grows. I'm cautioning us. I'm cautioning us. 
if you do, if we do these things, if we question the things I have to do with our redemption rights, we enter into unbelief. And unbelief is a poor receiver. Unbelief does not receive from the Lord. Amen. Jesus was marveled by some people when he said, I haven't seen this great faith, not in Israel. When that centurion said, just, just speak the word only, and my servant will be healed. Amen. Other cases like that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The more questions you ask, the further you travel into unbelief. Why did that happen? Why did that happen to me? I've, ha I've, I've had people ask me. And you know what? Uh, that, if, if genuinely that's where they are because they've never heard the word, then, then you just give them the word. But it, when people continue to ask these things and they have had those questions answered, but they have forgotten the answer because they've been listening to the wrong thing. I'm preaching tonight. <laughs> it grieves the Holy Spirit. Why did this happen to me? Why did that person do that to me? Why did that have to happen to me? Now I'm having to pay for all of these, and now I, you know, and bitterness and you know, that's just the enemy to separate you from the source of life. It's the enemy that's trying to separate people from from their, their, their peace, their source of peace, their source of joy, of victory. You know, um, let's go to one last, oh, 7.55, I'm have to just stop here. I'll just tell you. Uh, Luke one thirty-eight. I'll just tell you, and it, it won't be any longer than that. I got to preaching and then time gate. Uh, this is an example of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Uh, it's a precious example. I like to uh, I like to um, read uh, that account when she gave the right response to the angel that came with a message from the Lord. You know, the, the Lord had to find the right young woman that would answer with faith and not ask the wrong question. So uh, when she's told, you know, uh, ahead of time, uh, uh, ahead of verse 38, but just for the sake of time, uh, what the Lord wants to do uh, in her life through her, Mary answered, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. 
let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. That had never happened. She was a virgin. But the Holy Spirit was going to come upon her. And what would be born out of her would be the Savior of the world. And she responded correctly right to the angel. And so God was able to bring to pass the birth of Jesus. Praise God. We, we owed, owe her, <laughs> you know, to bring to humanity the deliverance, the deliverance to the human race. Because Mary responded correctly to the Lord to God. And how did she respond? She responded verbally. She responded with the right words. She had a, she, she received the word of the Lord in her heart and with her mouth she accepted it and put herself in line with it. So what are we to do and I could go further with these, but time is fine. What have we to do when symptoms, symptoms are telling you you're not healed? What are we to do? What is the right response? Is it to say, well, Lord, I don't know why I'm not healed yet. I've I've been believing your word, but I keep getting reports. Is that is that the conversation that's gonna But a lot of people, that's where they are. But the right thing would be to say, I'm healed. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I'm healed. Amen? Don't have anything to say, else to say, that I'm healed. The Bible says he took my infirmities. He bore my diseases. My body is disease-free. Amen? I got it. I have it. I'm not going to get it. I have it now. It's mine. Oh, yeah, but this or that. I'm healed. Oh, but this and that and that, and you know, that blah, 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 blah. I'm healed. They're lying vanities. I do not observe them, therefore. Amen? But you see, you can't do it out of your own memory, the, the memory of things. Or it's that living contact with God. Like somebody was reminding uh, 
this week. I don't recall who it was. Maybe it was even Barack Obama. I mean, I don't. I I have to go back. Uh, if if it if it can be changed, no. Who was it? If something if something went wrong, it can be changed. If something went wrong, it can go right again. <laughs> it was Keith Moore, wasn't it? Yeah, don't believe the evil report of unbelief. Don't believe what the devil's telling you. Don't side with that. Amen? Yeah, let's not side on, but there's too much unbelief that has been allowed in the church. Everybody is like they've gone back Decades ago, before light came in. Let's, let's swim upstream. Let's not go downstream. Amen. We've done it before. Let's do it again with more force. We have, we have spiritual muscles developed. Amen. So praise God. That, that was it. That was what I had in my heart to bring tonight uh, to encourage you and you just you you, you when when unbelief tries to c come up doubt unbelief fear anything that's not of faith it's not of please God and you do not yield to it you may not have all the answers if you're still growing in the Lord and, and getting answers in your heart you want answers in your heart not just in your head, you want the type of answer, like when Peter, Peter said to Jesus, you're the son of God, you're the son of the living God. And, and Jesus said to him, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. But my heavenly father has. So that's what you want. That no one can take away from you. Amen. It's not what Pastor Jim said. But make what he said, if you see it in the word, make it yours. Yes. Quote the scripture. And quote it back to the devil. Amen. Because he's the one. He's the one that attacks. And brings all kinds of arguments of unbelief. Amen. But we, 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 don't, we, we don't fellowship with unbelief. We're full of faith. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We want to be full of faith, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Word of God, full of God's energy. Amen. We're going to accomplish more now in our middle age than we ever did before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, thank you, Lord. I, I don't know how to end, so I'll just end. The end. <laughs> You'll come back Sunday. It's going to be good. Praise the Lord.